Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. Beauties, I have a quick question for you. When was the last time you overhauled your spice cabinet? Do you have dusty bottles of spices hiding in the back of your cabinet, or is that just me? Sure, I have go-tos that I reach for again and again and that I restock often, but let's be real. Some of these bottles haven't seen the light of day since Obama was president, and I'm someone who actually cooks every night. My guest today is going to have you running to the store for a spice and herb upgrade. We are getting into food as medicine, the power of plants, and phytonutrients to fuel health and improve the gut microbiome. Plus, we're doing a dive into collagen powders and supplements because I want to know if they work. We are getting the download from an absolute pro. Dr. Melina Jampolis is an internist and board-certified physician nutrition specialist, one of only several hundred practicing in the United States. She is the past president of the National Board of Physician Nutrition Specialists and remains on their board of directors. Dr. Jampolis is also a podcaster. She hosts Practically Healthy and is a serial author. She's written five books. Her most recent is Spice Up, Live Long. Yes, please. I am so excited for this conversation. Welcome, Dr. Molina. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am very excited because I'm not kidding about my spice drawer. It needs an overhaul. I know you're somebody who's going to help us get excited about uh, incorporating this as a sort of a, a longevity and nutrition additive in our lives. I know you've made a career of food as medicine. In many ways, though, you were ahead of the curve, right? But now nutrigenetics and precision nutrition are hot ideas. Can you share with our listeners what those terms mean? Yeah, yeah. And and I, I think I probably was ahead of the curve. I mean, you know, 22 years ago when I started and left internal medicine to go into nutrition for disease prevention and health optimization, it wasn't cool. It's It's been cool like the last five years <laughs> and it's getting more and more cool. But and then uh, I started getting interested in nutrigenetics about seven or eight years ago. And nutrigenetics is really how our genetics dictate our response to food. So we see these headlines all the time that salt is good for you. Salt is bad for you. Salt is, you know, saturated fat is good. It's bad. Some of that discrepancy in the media may actually be due to our genetics influencing how we're responding to these nutrients, whether it's how we're absorbing them, how they're binding to receptors in our body to do their jobs, or how they're broken down. That's what nutrigenetics is. And precision nutrition is kind of a broader term that incorporates incorporates not only nutrigenetics, but you know, differences in in just where you live, what types of food you eat, your food sensitivities, the cultural aspect. And then we also bring in something called epigenetics, which is actually means above the gene. So I like to say that your DNA is not necessarily your destiny because your lifestyle choices of which diet is a major part can actually influence how your genes are turned on and off. And this has profound impact on longevity. And then precision nutrition also goes down to your microbiome and how you break down foods in the microbiome. So we have all these puzzle pieces that we're just on the edge of figuring out how to slowly put together to really help the individual making their best dietary choices. Yeah, it's so fascinating. I love that uh, that you share that DNA is not destiny because we all want to feel like we have agency over our lives. And and I, I'm a big believer that agency starts with information, right? We can't make good choices and you know, if we're not given the information that helps support that. 
Um, and I know from looking at your website that you say that, you know, no herb or spice is a cure or, a, you know, a pill for disease, but many are rich in antioxidants and have natural, you know, anti-inflammatory properties that can potentially reduce the risk of many common diseases of aging. You know, what is the link before, you know, before we dive into, you know, particular spices and herbs, what's the link between food, spices, and longevity? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And when I think about longevity, I think you know, not only about lifespan, uh, you know, the absolute number of years that you live, but I really think, and, and I think everybody should, and they probably do inadvertently, is focusing on health span and really, you know, putting more life into your years and being free of chronic disease as you age, because, you know, that's really the definition of, of healthy aging and, and I like to talk a lot about vitality, you know, being, being, you know, I'm an old mom. I had kids at 40 and 44. So like for me, I'm 53 now and vitality and being able to keep up with my kids kind of on the ski slope <laughs> um, is, is really important to me. So, and the wonderful thing about food and spices in terms of longevity, and, and let's just say, you know, let's move the conversation away from just longevity, but just to increasing your health span is that there was really so many different aspects of healthy aging. And as you mentioned, spices are very important antioxidants. So we're constantly being exposed to, you know, stress by our environment, even within our body by the breakdown of food. So it's important to neutralize those oxidative molecules that can damage our cells and lead to things like heart disease and cancer and dementia and diabetes and reducing inflammation. We're learning, it's so funny because I've been talking about an anti-inflammatory diet for about 18 years now. And, and in the last you know five to 10 years, it's super cool and everybody talks about it, but I was lecturing about it a long time ago. And reducing inflammation is probably the most important thing that you can do for your long-term health span. And the wonderful thing about spices is that they're loaded with these wonderful nutrients called polyphenols that are really anti-inflammatory. That's their claim to fame, I think. They also have, you know, individual effects, particularly, you know, again, like you said, no herb or spice is going to prevent cancer, you know, it, it or dementia. But if they can on multiple different mechanisms, you know, if if your one of your cells does get damaged to help you know prevent that from actually growing into a cancer cell or reducing inflammation so that the heart disease that you may be genetically predisposed to doesn't manifest itself because you don't have that inflammation triggering a heart attack or dementia so in lowering inflammation and reducing uh, oxidative stress so you know things that we just can't helping exposed to in our lives are really the two most important things. And then there's all sorts of other little metabolic pathways that various herbs and spices are involved with, you know, kind of upregulating or downregulating. So you would want, you know, kind of kick charge your detoxification and maybe, you know, slow down the inflammation, these different things. And, and I think they have really particularly exciting benefits. One of the first papers that I ever read about herbs and spices was in their ability to deal with, you know, uh, perimenopause, which, which, you know, I was sure. <laughs> starting on, you know, six or seven years ago. And, and I just thought it was so fascinating how even with hormonal balance and detoxification and, and inflammation, and even, you know, mood and the brain and, and all these wonderful things. And I just thought, 
wow, somebody's got to write a book about this. And, and so <laughs> you did. I wrote, <laughs> yeah, so I did. I wrote two. My first one was spice up, slim down. And then I realized I didn't want to focus just on weight because that's too, you know, narrow minded. It's really about health. And so the next one, spice up, live long was really more broad and just about health optimization, which which gets me the most excited. Yeah. And that's such an important distinction that you made. It's not just about longevity and, and you know, adding more years. It's about increasing your health span and, and adding um, more vital years to the to the years that you spend. So let's let's sort of dive a little bit more into this. So these polyphenols, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, you know, correctly. I know they sound like these antioxidant rock stars. They come in plant based foods and spices. So are, are they only in plant based foods? Can you get them um, through supplements? You know, tell us a little bit about. Well, okay, well, yeah, um, that's a great. I'm gonna. I'm glad you asked that, and I'm glad you immediately brought up the supplement question because. Um, you know, that's a really important. So I have a new company that's actually in the precision nutrition space called Ahara. And one of the things that was really important to me is to take a food first approach and, uh, you know, supplements in my, that will, we'll get to that in a second, but, um, you know, all of there are so many foods and, and yeah, polyphenols are phytonutrients. So phyto meaning they come from plants. So you can't get them from animal products. Okay. So, and the richer, the color for the most part, and the more diverse, like if you think of color and smell um, as being a good marker, um, the better. And some of the, you know, herbs and spices are just, I love them because they're such low hanging fruit, right? I mean, I'm a super lazy cook. I'm not going to lie. I'm not like you. You said <laughs> on your intro that you cook every night. No, I cook every night, but let me tell you, I'm a super lazy cook as well. I mean, it's, you know, it's not glamorous cooking. It's just, you know, okay, well, putting, putting food cool. on the table. So right. It's, I love that. So like, I'll, you know, I'll get like a pre-made, you know, guacamole and I'll just add cumin into it. Right. So, cause that's actually been shown to clinically reduce belly fat in a, in a legit. You had me at guacamole. I'm like, I am, oh, yeah. I am serious. doing that. <laughs> okay. But, um, so, so these, yeah, polyphenols, but you can get them from like berries are a wonderful source, any citrus fruit tea. If most of us just, so I now, it's so funny ever since I started this company, even though I've been doing this for 22 years, now I'm like eating better. It's, it's like, wait, I should know to do this every day. But if we just had a cup or two of green or black tea every day, we would go such a long way towards like our daily polyphenol requirements. Wait, um, a cup of what? Can you repeat that? Because I didn't catch it and I want to. Either green or black tea. I choose oh, green, green or black tea. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Tea is one of the best sources of polyphenols, but berries, so berries, citrus, tea, even whole grains, nuts and seeds, you know, it's, and they all have different types. Like everybody's always asking me, what's the best? There is no best. You need a combination because they work together synergistically and have like subtle differences in how they work. So, you know, the more variety, the better, but um, yeah, not just herbs and spices. It's just so easy to, you know, I mean, I put cinnamon in my coffee every morning. I mean, coffee is a great source of antioxidants too. They, it does have some a specific type of polyphenol. So, you know, any whole plant-based food is going to have some, the deeper the color, the higher in general in these polyphenols. You make it sound really easy and simple. And I feel like getting to midlife teaches us that when it's easy, it gets done. We're heading into a quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue to talk about the, the spices we should have in our diet. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, would you use it to head to yoga, take a nap, read a book, hang with a friend, maybe start a podcast? 
a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. I have three kids, two jobs, one puppy, and to be honest, a zillion things on my want to get to list. Here's what I've learned. The best way to squeeze something special into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your busy schedule. Getting started is so easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash a certain age today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash a certain age. Dr. Molina, and I were back. We headed into the break talking about, you know, sprinkling cinnamon into your coffee and, and, and you know, sprinkling cumin on top of your guacamole and just really incorporating these spices in an easy, accessible way. And I am here for that. So I have uh, a quick question, and I don't know if you have the answer to it, but I'm, I'm truly curious. You know, do we need to be updating our spice store? Like, do 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 spices lose their potency? Yes, uh, they do. Okay. I was laughing when you said that at the <laughs> intro because when my husband and I got married, like we, you know, combined whatever resources and like. Uh, you know, the big spice company McCormick actually changed their label about 20 years ago. And he still had, you know, spices from the original label of McCormick. (laughs) He can sell those on eBay. (laughs) There you go. um, So absolutely. I mean, you know, it varies if you, you, you actually need to put they're they're fairly not dainty, but they definitely degrade like with light and air, they get oxidized. So, you know, one to two years is probably the best, um, you know, in terms of, but the really good barometer is just to open up and smell them. And if they really still have that rich, vibrant smell, they're probably good because, you know, those, those, the, the scent compounds are closely related to the polyphenols. But the good news is, is that you're, if you're opening and closing them regularly, that means you're using them a lot. So you're probably going to go through them, but yeah, it definitely is worth, I, I did that with my first book, <laughs> Spice Up Slim Down is I, I, after researching it, I was like, oh my God, I mean, this is doing nothing for me. I mean, it's not even really enhancing the flavor of the cuisine either. Like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Um, so it definitely is worth doing a little audit and you know start i tell people just because i mean realistically you're not going to become a gourmet chef using all these you know it's funny because um in my books i always try to do some of the recipes that the chef created and i i just get overwhelmed when it's like five or six <laughs> like okay i just need like two Absolutely. Or you can, you know, I like I'm a huge oatmeal fan and I'm not eating it now because we're recording this in August. But I will say I probably eat it 10 months out of the year. And, you know, there's so many foods that are just you can dump other stuff on top of it and and make it delicious. Like cinnamon, cinnamon is a big part of my oatmeal regimen. And like, I'm so happy because I was doing that just, you know, for taste. And now I know I'm getting benefits. So so then I would I would challenge you then to take the next step and you add a little instead, maybe in the fall, you switch to pumpkin spice, which is going to get you cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg and some, I think a little cardamom in it, which has even more interest, like nutmeg for the skin. It has some really interest, interesting ability to 
block this protein that breaks down collagen. Ooh. So um, there's like super cool little like, so that's your, that's your homework. You, you, in, in the fall, instead of just plain old cinnamon, I want you to use pumpkin spice in your oatmeal. I'm doing uh, that. I'm done. I'm <laughs> down with that. That's, that's such a great tip. And I know your book is full of them. I, I do want to ask you a little bit about some spices around the world. You know, um, I, this show actually has listeners in 127 countries, although most of our downloads are in the U.S. But even within the U.S., People have very different diets based on, you know, um, just how they were raised, where they were raised in the country, or you know what their their family you know backgrounds might be bringing to the table. Your book does talk about blue zone spices, though, and for listeners maybe who aren't familiar with blue zones, maybe you could quickly explain what that is and and maybe surface some interesting spices from blue zones that we should know about. Yeah, you know, it's so the Blue Zones, that was kind of an inspiration for my last book. Uh, I've been trying to get the author on my podcast, but he's pretty busy. So, um, but it's it's really, he did um, a, an exploration kind of over over a long time of, of the areas in the world that had the most, uh, you know, centenarians. So people who were living past 100. And he, you know, a lot of these, I mean, listen, let's be real. A lot of these were more isolated communities that sure. had... It's a comprehensive lifestyle, right? So, but herbs and spices just happen to be a very rich part of everything that they do. So, but if you think about it, you know, and again, in a more simple term, like places like Greece, like um, Icaria, Greece was one of them. And, you know, the different spices that we may not think of, I mean, yes, garlic and dill and rosemary, but also things like anise uh, and but but things that we don't use as much like coriander, I like to try to bring the global, you know, down. So, for example, cilantro is a big one. And that's another thing. I always put that cilantro and uh, cumin in my uh guacamole and cilantro has we know it has great ability to regulate blood sugar which is an issue that many middle-aged women start to focus on is or have issues with is weight shifts from butt to gut which is actually a, an indirect measure of of your ability to control your blood sugar so that that's um getting back to the international but you know italy we know that you know basil and garlic and marjoram and oregano obviously is a big part of that Time, we know time is great for the brain. I started, I do just a simple roasted cauliflower with time because time is one of the most interesting for, um, you know, potentially the ability to slow down cancer um, and also for brain health. There was a cool study I quoted in one of my books where mice, after being given time, um, were able to run through a maze like significantly faster within 30 minutes just from one, like, quote unquote, dose of time. So, wow. And, yeah. and time's and then, pretty so, hardy. Time's pretty hardy. I have thyme and rosemary that kind of like overwinter in my garden and like lavender. They, We had a very mild winter last year and they they kind of hung on and hung around. So that's like something interesting to put. But in your... see, that's, a, that's such an interesting thing though, because their hardiness indicates their antioxidants because phytonutrients, these polyphenols are built up in plants as protection against the environment. So the fact that they're that's such a cool like tie-in that they're higher and that's probably a big part of it. But um, so yeah, it's just a, and, and you know more like Singapore and Hong Kong with Chinese five spice. Again, I'm always looking for practical ways for. So when you have Chinese five spice, you get five for one. <laughs> uh, just making your life a little bit easier. But totally. Like that. We, yeah. we're, we're, then, we're here. We're here for. We like the easy button, Doctor Melina. We exactly. hit. We, we hit Friendly that easy, easy button, button every time we can. <laughs> 
Absolutely. So, you know, those are just, and of course, you know, more South American countries, Costa Rica, with things like cayenne, we know that um, a spicier diet, so having a little bit more heat, uh, is just that alone is a 14% decreased risk of, of dying. So it's kind of not, not, I do want to say that you don't have to, if you don't tolerate spice well, you don't have to have, you know, heat in your diet, just having herbs and spices in general has huge upside. So if you, you know, I don't want you to <laughs> force, you know, hot. Right. You, everyone's that, right. There's like a buffet of choices. And there's, I think there's, you know, the, the, the spice world offers enough that people can probably find something that fits their palate. I'm going to throw something at you and I hope it's not a curveball. One of my favorite spices is smoked paprika. Um, you know, what can you tell me about that? I'm putting you on the spot. It's, yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. And I love it. It's uh, no, but so paprika, it's in the same, it's in the same family as um as cayenne and, and these peppers. So it actually has some similar without the heat. Um, so I think that's a great, that's a great example. And it but it has a vibrant color, right? So yes. that's your barometer that that's a you know, all herbs and spices do. My friend just got back from Morocco and was texting me pictures of the spice markets. She's like, You're nirvana, you know, but so I think smoked paprika is great. I mean, and that's something that, you know, you can has a really wonderful flavor that you can throw on a lot of stuff. But because it's in the same family as cayenne, you can really get a lot of the benefits without the heat. So that's that's a terrific thing. And um, what do you what do you use it on? You know, I use it on, I, on the spot. <laughs> I truly use it on everything, but I like to sprinkle it on avocado toast because as much as I love avocado toast, sometimes it needs a little zhuzhing up, you know, to... Uh um, you know, I, I like a little, um, sort of savory spicy. So that's, I, I sprinkle on that, but I put it, I put it in everything. Honestly, it goes in like chili. It goes on top of, um, like toasted bread, you know, with, um, kind of olive oil. I don't know. I love it. It's, it's one of my, it's yeah, one of my Yeah, no, phase. I think it's great. And that, just that, that, that spice jar is not dusty in my cabinet. That spice jar that, gets a lot of use. <laughs> that That's good. That's very good. No, but even things like, um, you know, eggs are such, you know, eggs and chili are probably my two favorite, like lazy moms thing yeah. ways to add herbs and spices. Cause you know, like I'll just throw some oregano in my kids' eggs in the morning and I feel like I'm a good mom, you know? So, um, that's, that's like an, any any herb or spice and i do like a different combination of frittatas which is awesome for herbs and spices and then chili i mean you can just throw it you everything. can throw in that's everything cool so maybe like this is a, yeah that's a good so this is, maybe is a good time to ask this question you know what is the difference between a fresh herb and a dried herb in terms of its um, efficacy yeah it's, it's it's a good point so so dried is going to be more concentrated okay. right um, so it, because it doesn't have a lot of water, but fresh is going to have more naturally occurring vitamins because especially the water soluble vitamins like B and C can degrade very quickly over time. Um, so I always tell people are always asking me, what's the best herb and spice? Which should I have a fresh or dried? Have them how you will have them on a regular basis. So for me, I far prefer cilantro to coriander. So coriander is like the dried seed of the cilantro plant. I'm, I'm not a big fan of coriander. It, it, it's just a little, uh, but, but cilantro, I mean, as long as I eat it fresh, I, I will have it till the cows come home. I yeah, mean, me too. I love cilantro. So um, I think have what you want. I mean, the, the thing that, but, but the, uh, the 
spice um, is, is going to be, or the dried form is going to be more concentrated. And also just for the average person, like, I don't know about you, you're probably better than me. Um, <laughs> I, you have <laughs> herbs, but I'll like, I'll buy, I'll buy all these fresh herbs and have all these you know, hopes of, and then the week gets away from me and I'm like, uh, wow, wow, wow. I know. I believe me. I have thrown away many, many bags of wilted, um, wilted herbs because, you know, you know, and also the spring mix, right? There's that old, like the joke about like, I need to buy a box of spring mix so I can throw it away at the end of the week. You know, we all all have those, we all have these dreams and hopes, but you know, I've got a a funny hack. I mean, I, I I grew up in, in, uh, New York city and so we did not have gardens really, but I live, um, in a suburban neighborhood now. So I am able to have a garden. And that's why I've got some of these herbs. But here's a little hack that I picked up a few years ago. Um, I, I grocery shop everywhere. But when I go to Whole Foods, they often sell at the beginning and throughout the summer little basil plants. And I keep a basil plant on my kitchen windowsill because talk about the easy button. Like even though I've got basil in my I garden, even though I've got basil in my garden, I'm like, my garden is several steps away from where I'm cooking. <laughs> and so it. it's great. And it's like, you know, and it's it, it's just I you know, I kind of tear it up and just throw it into whatever. And when you said eggs, I'm like, that's exactly where the eggs are going. Like the, the basil is going. Yeah. It's getting mixed into scrambled eggs. Um, and I do it a lot for my boys because, you know, I you know, I eat salads. I enjoy salads. But they, you know, you got to sneak some of the greens in for them. So that's a little yeah. hack for anyone who's listening who's thinking, I don't have a garden. It's like, but you probably have a windowsill. And you can yes. keep some of the stuff on there. You know what else I do with the basil leaves? Because it is the one plant that I don't regularly kill in my house. <laughs> um, is I'll actually, I'll tear off a few leaves. And like, if I do like a turkey roll-up wrap for lunch, I'll use the basil leaves instead of lettuce Ooh. in the little wrap. And it's with a little Dijon mustard. It's fabulous. It's that really, sounds, really good. All right. You know what I'm having for lunch after I go hit the, <laughs> the store on my way home from this podcast recording? Um, Perfect. I, I do want to ask you a little bit. I know in your book you talk about age accelerators and some things to avoid. And so, you know, what are the kinds of um, not just lifestyle, or maybe it's lifestyle, but what are some sort of foods and, and, and things that – that are are causing that sort of oxidated molecules that we want to that you referred to earlier in the show that we want to work against. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And and when I the interesting thing is when I first wrote this book, um, I hadn't started my new company and I hadn't really dug into epigenetics. You know, which is something that we actually test at Ahara. We test how fast your cells are aging compared to your actual chronologic age. So that's super interesting. So I have even more data on these age accelerators um, in in, um, increasing the rate of aging. So if you can manage your rate of aging, which is something that now this company actually just came out in 2020 and where they're really more accurately measuring the rate of aging. If we can slow down the rate of aging, we could decrease the risk of chronic disease by about 57% on the individual level. So, and the biggest contributors to Excel that are really putting on the gas are, um, Probably I would I would narrow it down though to um, three things. Ultra processed food. What does that mean? Because we get with the term processed food gets thrown a lot out on uh, you know Instagram and with TikTok whatever. But ultra processed food is really just food parts. Like they'll take corn solids and combine it with artificial flavors, artificial sweeteners, emulsifiers, sugar, fat, whatever it is, and it's not actually 
you know, it's yeah, corn is the basis, but it's an extracted corn. It's it has no real food in it. That's ultra processed food. So, and also some of it has real food, but it's been you know processed to within an inch of its life, whether it's added sugar or salt or fat or fried or added, you know, emulsifiers or preservatives so that, you know, a Twinkie can live for, you know, 130 years and, and not be. So ultra processed foods, we know accelerates aging. Sugar sweetened beverages, even more than sugar itself. I think people are, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have a sweet tooth and I think the sweet tooth actually got worse during perimenopause. Yes. Um, whereas now, like I can't, if I, a meal is not complete, unless I have a little something sweet. Like I'm so I happy add. you said that because I have to end every <laughs> meal with a, the bare minimum, like chocolate covered almonds. <laughs> yes, that's a great choice too. Very good. Dark chocolate, great source of polyphenols and so are almonds. Also a great source of uh, soluble fiber. Um, so uh, sugar sweetened beverages and then processed red meat and charred meat. So those two charred. So when you put things on a grill, okay. um, that that wonderful grilled, which I I have to admit I love that, um, but it uh, it causes some. It actually causes you know cancer causing compounds called heterocyclic amines. Now this doesn't mean that you're going to get cancer if you go to a barbecue, but the cumulative effect of having too much processed red meat or charred meat over time without balancing it out with herbs and spices. So that's a cool thing too. One of my colleagues at UCLA did this study where she showed that just adding rosemary to a marinade of meat when you barbecue it decreases the formation of those cancer causing compounds by 70 percent so holy toledo is, that's wild isn't that cool yes because um, my husband loves to barbecue and frankly he's very good at it so this is so this does is, mine and my husband loves to smoke meats too and he's even better at that you should try <laughs> to get a meat, meat we're gonna have dinner um, dr melina at some point yeah, but and then we're gonna make the men it. we're making the men cook it <laughs> oh yeah well that's pretty much a normal thing in my house uh, again i the one time i tried to cook i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna boil some eggs and i turned the pot on and then got distracted on the computer and the pot melted oh so. my god that's hysterical it's hysterical. I'm not but, the best in the kitchen. Yeah, but this is good to know that you um, that you can kind of still enjoy in moderation some foods that you know. Um, yeah, I think people get a little issues too crazy and, about right, and that cutting you can, sugar completely. But it, it's really the sugar sweetened beverages that do this huge like dose of sugar right to your liver um, because they, they just, they're just absorbed that quickly. And that's really, you know, that can be pro-inflammatory and it can also lead to fatty liver disease, which is something that we see a lot with poor blood sugar control. So, you know. And is that three, something that increases as people age, this fatty liver disease? Is that, does aging play any role in that or is it simply just it does, the food choices? It, no, it's it's a combination of things. There's hormonal changes, but a big part of it is changes in body composition, right? Which are due to hormones. So as we age, we lose about 3% of our muscle mass with each decade, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it adds up and, and, and it's any, any muscle loss is significant, particularly for women. Um, who, you know, don't have as much in the first place. But then, you know, the more fat you have and the less muscle, the more insulin resistance you tend to have. So fatty liver is really related to um, insulin resistance. So when your body doesn't respond as well, and that definitely increases with age. And we see a dramatic increase. That's one of the biggest things with, I, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, for me, I have so many women patients who come in and say, I never had a gut before. I mean, you know, I was always more, now it's like my butt is nothing. I was like a pancake and I've got this gut. 
And that's insulin resistance and that's associated with fatty liver disease. So we definitely see more of that with age. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've had that experience myself. Like I just, you know, yes, I've seen my own body change and I've been trying to uh, build muscle because I've I've had a number of fitness experts on the show who've talked about the importance of it and the importance of adding protein to your diets in order to build muscle, which is a an effective fat you know burning machine and and uh, you know obviously we also need muscles to keep our you know muscular skeletal system upright and intact and and talk about adding to uh, you know uh, your health span and aging with vitality you really need to oh that's know, a huge issue yeah you I mean, need to focus on these things body it's, mass is a big you know it, it's a big uh, component of it and it's a component certainly of vitality and and just general disease I mean we know that when we look at epigenetics that exercising at least four days a week and including strength training in that is really critical to slow your rate of aging. I love um, that. As, yeah. a as a stress management, but you know, we can only, I can only do so much. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it, no, it's important. And I, I really do think the word is getting out because I look at the women in my, my, just my own life, you know, from across a range of, of places and, and women are really prioritizing, um, you know, weight training. It's, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. So anyone who's listening to this who hasn't done it yet, it's not too late. Um, and Dr. by Lee, the way, one yes. more thing, though, you Tell don't have me. to go to the gym. I mean, I honestly, I do like push-ups and I do, I have a home workout that I do because I just don't have time to go to the gym. So I just don't, I want your listeners to think they don't have to pump iron. I mean, it's great, but doing a real push-up and working your way up to that is probably one of the single best exercises that you can do for biceps, triceps, back, chest, shoulders. I mean, it's abs, it's very effective. So you don't necessarily have to go to the gym, you know. Yeah, you can be at home doing week. doing weights, doing things with your own body weight as, as, yeah. like, as you push up, which is a great, great point. Let's switch gears for a minute because, you know, we, we I would love to talk to you forever, but we have, you know, a limited amount of time. I want to talk a little bit about collagen, uh, which I know is, you know, the scaffolding of our skin. Collagen is impacted by aging. And I, I'm just curious. We... Uh, I personally, you know, see a lot of marketing around powders and supplements. It's really, uh, you know, when I'm on Instagram, when I'm on Facebook, when I'm like opening a ma women's magazine. And I'm always curious and I haven't had somebody to ask, but now I have you. And I, I'm, you know, I'm just dying to know what's your take on this? Are powders and supplements effective? Is one more effective than the other? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really important question. Um, and if you would have asked me this 10 years ago, which people did, I would have said no. But I think there's um, there's a because I would have said protein is protein. And it, if you have high quality protein, it's broken down into the basic amino acids. And I still believe that to some extent. But I think there is newer research that's been done. And here's the thing where you have to be kind of a smart consumer. Um, and, and not just fall for the claims, but there are like branded types of branded ingredients, not, uh, not brands specifically. I'm not going to, you know, sure. any brands, but there's one called Verisol um, that is actually a clinically proven form of collagen. So, you know, and how do you spell that, Dr. Molina? How do you spell V is in Victor E-R-I-S-O-L. Okay. And that is an ingredient, a collagen ingredient that has been clinically proven 
after three months, now it takes three months because that's how long it takes for, you know, collagen to kind of turn over in your body. Um, but it's been clinically proven to increase, you know, the elasticity of the skin to decrease wrinkles. And then there's another form of collagen called UCP2 that's more on the joint side because we have, you know, a lot of collagen in our joints and that's been clinically shown. So I think, you know, it is important when you're choosing supplements in general is to, I, I think, you know, you really have to have a third party tested and whenever possible have branded ingredients. So it's it's really simple. You don't even have to know the specifics, but if you just turn it over and look for like a trademark or a registered in the ingredient list, that tells you that they've invested the money to do research to show that the, the form of collagen and the dose. So, you know, there's different sizes of the collagen molecule um, where some may be some may just be not really that well absorbed. So you're not really, you know, getting what you pay for. So I think it is important to, to look for branded ingredients and third-party tested supplements and taking them in the right dose. So anything, be suspicious if they just have like a little star next to, you know, you, you just don't know how much actual collagen is in there. And it could be just, you know, fairy dust that they're putting in it. <laughs> these, these brand, but these branded ingredients are more expensive, right? Right, so, of course. I mean, I know, because we're actually formulating a lot of our own products now for Ahara. And, and for to, you know, you, on some level, you get what you pay for, for specifics, you know, vitamins and minerals are cheap. So you can get those. You could, that's why you can get a multivitamin, just a basic one for a fairly reasonable price. But when you start getting into like, you know, specialized supplements, um, and I would certainly call collagen, you know, if you're going to invest in collagen, invest in a branded ingredient, containing supplement that's third party tested. Um, and uh, I think you'll be good to go, but there is pretty good research on it. If, if you're using the right product and uh, in terms of, but you have to, you have to stay. You got to do your so. homework like anything else. So that's, that's great advice. And it's a great tip about turning the bottle over, looking to see if they give you like dosing information, looking for, for proof that they've invested in, in clinical trials and stuff. Thank you. Um, yeah. That of is. course. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's, you know, the supplement world is, is, is dizzyingly complex and, and, you know, social media has really, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, these influencers now have, the, which have the voice of, you know, they, they put their name on something and it's an overnight, oh, it must be good if whoever X is doing it. And, and you do have to still be, you know, a savvy consumer and, and, and take things with a grain of salt or, you know, a grain of... Uh, is there paprika. a particular, <laughs> like, I know when you, you think of, like, um, consumer reports, you know, is there something that, that uh, is there an organization or a website that you're aware of that, that helps people decode supplements and, and assess which ones are worth their time and money? Well, I really like a site called Consumer Lab, but it's a subscription site. And the, the problem with them is that, uh, they're limited that to who you have to, you know, the company has to give them the product to assess. So, um, you know, I, I think going for going with bigger name companies is probably safer because they have more to lose. These fly by night companies that, you know, I remember when raspberry ketones were hot and like every company was like, you know, SC non Dr. Oz, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, be suspicious of those overhyped claims because a big company that's done the research is never going to overhype things. So if it sounds too good to be true, it is. It is. I love <laughs> you know? it. 
That's a gr- there, there's just great no advice. Yes, great advice and a great reminder. Um, this has been fantastic. We are heading into our speed round. It's just a very quick way of, of moving through a little bit more material before our time together ends. And it's just one to two word answers to these questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's I do. hope I do well. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like a pass or fail. Everyone passes. Yeah, exactly. By, and everyone passes, by the way. All right. Oh, God. Okay. This, this spice or herb is always in my grocery cart. Uh, oregano. I keep meaning to add more of this spice to my diet. Time. I reach for this spice almost every time I cook, even though mostly it's my husband who's cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Cumin. Cumin, okay. Vitamins have their role too. Do you believe in multivitamins or individual ones? Multi. Okay. Is there a vitamin that helps our body better absorb all the nutrients from our food and spices? Uh, Actually, fat. It, Ooh. It, it's not a, yeah, fat. Interesting. With, with all the fat soluble vitamins, that's a big mistake that people make. Sorry, you said one word. No, fat. but that's good advice. I, that We need more than one word on that. So that's, that's helpful to know. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Even health and wellness practitioners get stressed. What is something that helps you manage stress and optimize health outside of work? Uh, I'll tell you the healthy thing first is exercise and unhealthy is wine. Oh, you and I, I are. That it's unhealthy, but <laughs> I, I. That's so funny. When I, if I had to answer this question, I would say Bikram Yoga is my healthy uh, de-stressor, and a, a delicious glass of rosé would be my, my um, more. You know, what's my lazy, my, my lazy de-stressor? Right. I love yeah. it. All right. Finally, your one-word answer to complete the sentence: As I age, I feel humble. Humble. That's a good one. And no one's used it yet. Uh, Dr. Melina, thank you so much. This has been really so incredible. I am excited. Everyone needs to put Spice Up and Live Long in their Amazon cart and their bookshop.org cart because it's it's a wealth of information. Uh, Before we say goodbye, how can our listeners find you, learn more about your podcast and keep following your work? Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram. I have a website, Dr. Melina. It's D R M E L I N A. Um, my and Instagram, Dr. Melina. I, I haven't brought myself to do TikTok. Um, the podcast you can find at my website, and then my new company, which is really where all my uh, heart and soul is going into right now, is is uh, Ahara A H A R A. Um, and it's really, uh, it, it's, you know, there's, there's tons of recipes too, some of which are from my chef, not from me, haha, from my <laughs> books. Um, but, uh, and, and you can get, you know, precision nutrition, uh, without even having to do any testing, which is kind of cool, but it, it's, it's my baby now. So it's where I'm super excited about putting the majority of my resources. Fantastic. I'll put all of those in the show notes so listeners can find them. Thank you so much, Dr. Molina. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Want more of A Certain Age? Sign up for our newsletter, Age Boldly, over on our website, acertainagepod.com, or follow us on Instagram at acertainagepod. We share bonus content, giveaways, links, and midlife resources. Come hang out. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time, and until then, age boldly, beauties. Beauties.